Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Hamid Elmir. I am the host of podcast with Dr. E. At this podcast, I sit with the world's experts in health, education, and community development to talk about current health challenges and ask them to share their experience, knowledge, and insight with the rest of the nations across the world so that we can learn from experts across the globe. Today, I have an amazing physician with us on the show today. Dr. Evan Hirsch is with us. Welcome, Dr. Hirsch. Hey, Dr. Hamid. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce um, Dr. Evan Hirsch. He is an MD. He is a world-renowned fatigue expert and is the founder and CEO of the International Center for Energy and Fatigue and of the Virtual MD Initiative. He suffered with fatigue for five years before he achieved resolution using the Fix Your Fatigue program that he pioneered in his medical practice. Through his best-selling book, podcast, and online programs, he has helped thousands of people around the world optimize their energy naturally. And he is on a mission to help 1 million people. He's a board certified physician in family medicine and integrative medicine. And when he's not at his at the office, you can find him singing music musicals, dancing, and playing basketball with his family. Dr. Evan is known as the international fatigue expert, the fatigue doc, post-COVID fatigue expert. And we will learn a lot from him today, especially during this hard time and this pandemic. So again, Dr. Evan, let's get started. And the very first question, tell me, please tell me about your why and why you do what you do. So when I started my residency back in 2004, I thought I was at the top of my game. You know, I was going into my training in, in family medicine. I met my wife, we fell in love, and three months later she couldn't get out of bed. And so she had, she had fatigue and I didn't know how to help her. You know, in the conventional medical system, we're looking at things like thyroid, but then liver disease, lung disease, heart disease, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's really extreme. And once that's ruled out, there's not much else. And so I was asking my attendings, I was doing as much research as I could while working 80 hour weeks. I couldn't help her and it felt incredibly powerless. So she got better about after about three years by doing a number of natural things and taught me a lot through that process. And then we got married, we had a child, I graduated residency, I started my own practice, and then a couple of years later, I got fatigue. And it lasted for five years and it just about destroyed everything in my life, just about destroyed my marriage, my relationships, my relationship to my new daughter. You know, she wants daddy play with me and all I could do was lie on the couch. My business, you know, I had a big brick and mortar clinic, but I had to keep hiring other people to do my jobs because I could only function for a couple hours per day. My brain fog was so bad that I couldn't focus on the patient who was sitting in front of me. And then finally I said, okay, this is, I'm done with this. This is enough. And I decided that I was going to go on this mission of figuring out how to, because I wasn't the best patient. So I had to figure out how to take care of myself and how to figure this out. And so 
that's what I did. And, and I explored every single training and every single book and everything that I could all about fatigue. And I figured out all the causes that I had and I fixed them and I achieved great energy. And now I've been able to help fortunately thousands out there. That's wonderful. It's a very inspiring story, Dr. Ivan. And um, you are definitely helping a lot. I, um, I've, um, this, this story is really inspiring. And um, thank you for everything you do. And um, speaking of the fatigue, how do you or, or how do you um, actually diagnose your, your clients or patients or how does someone know in, that they have fatigue? So the best way to determine whether or not somebody knows whether or not they have fatigue is if they're sleeping seven to nine hours per night and they're still tired during the day. Now, sometimes people will say, but I'm not tired during the day, but you might be relying on caffeine. Mm -hmm. So if you're consuming multiple cups of coffee or soda pop or five hour energy or whatever it is, or you're napping during the day, you're like, oh, I'm fine as long as I take a nap. You know, like those are all signs that there is a problem right? Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of people who are having sleep issues and those sleep issues are causing them to be fatigued during the day. But if you are getting seven to nine hours of sleep a night and you're still tired during the day, that means that there's something to work on here and that you do have fatigue. Okay. That's great. That's a great point to, uh, an easy, easy one to, to know. And, um, some people believe that, you know, just taking a nap is good. And, and um, is there a number like, you know, how, how many times if it's more than, I think one time should be not a big deal, right? Like a few second, minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean the, the power nap? Yeah. So, <laughs> <Power> nap. <laughs> yeah. so most of the time, so it's not, if you think about how you were when you were 18, mm -hmm. you probably didn't need to nap and you had a lot of energy. Right. So if you need to nap now, it means that there is, it's kind of a harbinger. It's kind of, you know, something that's saying, hey, you need to pay attention to this because all of the causes of fatigue that are making you tired are also the causes of diseases of longevity, whether it's heart attack, heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, cancer, all of those causes are the same. So it's really important that people pay attention now. So I believe, I mean, I think that you know, if you need a nap, you take it. But once you, what I find over and over again is that when we fix the problems, the causes that people have for their fatigue, then the naps go away. And so that tells me that the naps aren't normal. Like you shouldn't have to nap. Great, great point. Um, so speaking of the um, causes of fatigue, could you please tell us what are some of the causes of fatigue? Yeah, so there's really 10 categories of causes that we're looking at, and we break those into deficiencies and toxicities. So deficiencies are things that are not in the body that are supposed to be, and toxicities are things that are in the body that aren't supposed to be. Now, the toxicities really are most important because oftentimes they're causing the deficiencies. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking at all of those causes initially of why somebody is tired, this is what we see and these are the things we want to replace so in terms of the deficiencies we're looking at deficiencies in lifestyle habits so not enough sleep so people who are burning the candle at both ends not enough good food so people who are eating gluten dairy sugars not enough water not enough movement um, and then there's deficiencies in hormones so not enough adrenal gland support, which, um, which is, which manages our stress in our body, not enough thyroid support, not enough sex hormone support, 
not enough mitochondrial support, which is the energy center of every cell in the body, produces about 70 to 80% of our energy. And then not enough um, neurotransmitter support, oftentimes, you know, some of the things like serotonin, dopamine and whatnot, you know, that are that are deficient. So those are kind of the, the main deficiencies that we're looking at. Oh, and then vitamin and mineral support. So not enough B12 or magnesium or stuff like that. And then in terms of the toxicities, we're looking at heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, allergies, and negative emotional patterns. Right. So those are really the big ones that we're focused on because they're causing a lot of the damage to the mitochondria that we see in the in the deficiency part and then also the damage to the hormones and the deficiencies in the nutrients. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's um, all these causes is a whole discussion itself and um, to, to, to talk about all the, you know, different causes of fatigue and, and um, for the sake of time, uh, we are not going to go into details about it. Um, but um, what does it, why is it so hard to treat fatigue and what makes it so hard? So this is a very interesting topic. You know, why does one person get better when they take us something and, and, and another person doesn't? You know, Joe Schmo over here gets a B12 shot and he's he's all better. And then, you know, Sally Sue over here gets a B12 shot. And she doesn't notice a difference. So it all has to do with the causes that an individual has. So of those 10 categories, pretty much when I see people who have fatigue, they have something from eight out of those 10 categories. But oftentimes it's a different something than somebody else, you know? So if you've got causes one, three, five, seven, nine, and somebody else has causes two, four, six, eight, and 10, obviously your treatments are going to be very different. Absolutely. Um, so it's, yeah, people were even thinking about, you know, individualized kind of treatment for in, uh, in medicine. And that's been a discussion for a while. And every body, every human being is different. And that's the way also, you know, when it comes to fatigue, as you said, like so many causes of fatigue, and it could be really different for different individuals. And how you approach it, uh, I think it's also that going back to the very basic of, of um, medicine, which is, you know, you have to take a, a complete, like, you know, thoroughly um, medical background and history and asking all the questions and, and finding the root cause. Mm -hmm. I think that would be very important um, in order to, you know, to make a diagnosis and then go for treatment and um, I, I'm sure that the um, your patients are um, benefiting a lot from the way that you approach and um, how you ask you know those questions and finding out and a lot of people these days uh, unfortunately you know just because of a lot of these um, tensions during this pandemic, maybe the problems are even getting worse and deteriorating the um, health situations of people who are already in pre-existing conditions and having fatigue. Mm -hmm. And then going from, you know, doctor to doctor, or hospital to hospital, but not getting the, the, the treatment that they need or finding that underlying cause. And uh, discussions like this really helps a lot of people to to find the right, you know, 
person or the right the right place to go and um, and it also saves a lot of you know resources and 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 money wise i mean a lot of money too and um yeah so <clears throat> i know you have uh, the fix your fatigue system and um can you tell us how many steps are there in there and what is it exactly uh the the fix your fatigue system could you elaborate a little more on that and uh in order to use it to treat the causes i mean yeah these causes of the um fatigue yes so the fix your fatigue program is a four-step process the first step in, in that is finding which causes you have. As you can see from what we talked about, you know, the reason why oftentimes people aren't getting better is because they're not addressing the individual causes that they have. And so that's the first thing that you have to do. Now, fortunately, 75% of all of those causes can be determined by your symptoms alone. So when people join my program, they get the workbook that goes along with the course and all the additional support that we have. And they can go through that workbook, which is just like a checklist of symptoms, and they can determine 75% of their causes right after joining the program, usually within the first couple hours, without having any labs. And that's because, you know, as you and I both remember from medical school, school, what we learned was that if you want to determine what the cause of somebody's problem is, 90% or so is going to be history and symptoms, and then 10% is going to be physical exam and labs, right. right? So history and symptoms still trump, you know, everything else. So it's just an important part of this process. So you figure out which causes you have, and then the, the, our program helps to determine which labs you need to, to order so that you're not just spending money um, arbitrarily. And then step two, you start off by replacing the deficiencies. And so some people might say, well, Dr. Evan, you just talked about how this is all about the toxicities, which we address in step four. Why are we starting with step two and replacing the deficiencies? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that in order to remove the toxicities in step four, we have to have the base set. We have to have those deficiencies remedied to a certain degree in order for everything else to function better. You know, so this is replacing adrenals and mitochondria and thyroid, what I call the big three that help everything else to function better. Sex hormone deficiency, um, vitamin and mineral deficiency, obviously working on lifestyle habits, making sure that you're going to sleep at the right time, drinking enough water, changing your, your meal plan. You know, all of those things are going to be helpful. So that's kind of step two, replacing those deficiencies. And then step three is opening up the detoxification pathways. So when functioning normally, we are excreting toxins out of different parts of our body. So we're peeing them out, we're pooping them out, we're breathing them out, we're sweating them out. And so these are all parts of that process. And everything that we do is natural. You know, I operate across state lines as a health coach and across national lines. And about a third of our clientele right now is international and the European Union and Singapore and Australia and all that sort of stuff. And so as a, as a health coach, the things that I'm recommending are natural. And that's what we found 
found really work best as well. So all of these things are natural that open up the detoxification pathways, make sure the gut, the liver, the kidney, the lymph, which is the garbage system of the body, all of those pathways are open and patent so that when you start going into step four, you start grabbing those toxicities and bring them into the bloodstream that they're actually able to get out of the body. Because if step three is not done, and I see this time and time again, you start grabbing something, bringing it into step into to try to detoxify it, whether it's a heavy metal, a chemical, or mold, or infection, whatever, and then it just goes right back into a different compartment in the body instead of allowing it to go out. And oftentimes, you know, there's a lot of people who mean well out there, natural docs, functional medicine docs, integrative docs, conventional docs, but they're skipping this very important part of the process, um, which is going to save a lot of time and energy and pain later on. So that's step three. And then step four is removing those toxicities. So, you know, the 100,000 pounds of heavy metals that are dumped into our oceans every year and the 84,000 chemicals that we're exposed to on a regular basis and half of the buildings in our country and in first world countries that have water damage and most of those have mold um, and all the chemical or sorry, all the infections that we have as well, whether it's Epstein-Barr, Lyme, Lyme type infections, COVID-19 consequences. Um, and then the negative emotional patterns that we have, you know, and, and to removing all of those, that's really the crux of this process. And, and so that's the, that's the four step process and our, our programs are six months long. And our goal is that you're 60 to hundred percent better at six months, depending on how long you've had these and how severe a lot of your problems are. Well, <clears throat> excellent, excellent program. And, um, thank you for describing that. I had actually a question, how long uh, will your course be? I think you just mentioned that it's a six month all a six month course. Uh, that's, just, that's great. So in that, at the very beginning, your clients will be evaluating themselves if they have fatigue or no, you have some kind of like quiz or something. Yep. Well, we have a process of, we don't have a quiz right now up on the site, but we do have a, a process that they go through in the program to determine what causes they have. And then they have support in our online community, in our group Zoom calls, in our one-on-ones with for health coaching, as well as for nervous system retraining, to, to retrain your nervous system, to get back into its parasympathetic, getting out of fight or flight, and getting back into rest and digest and healing. And so what I've tried to do is looked at all of the barriers that people have along the way and provide support so that people can um, can have success. Because the gold in this program and in life really is about the follow-up. Right. You know, it's really, you know, how many times have people told us that, you know, I saw this doctor, but there was no follow-up or I didn't know where I was going. But when you actually know where you're going, you're going to be a lot more successful, especially if you have that support along the way for every single question that comes up, which is really important. Absolutely, that's great. And uh, you also mentioned about the uh, the the group support group, which is also great between your clients, I guess, among your clients, so that they can even learn from one another, not only from yourself, right? Yeah, lots. Yeah, lots of really smart people in our groups who've who've gone through the program, who've had their own experiences, who are bringing them in. So yeah, it's it's a it's a brain trust. We're always. You know, we, you know, two heads are better than one. You know, people have all sorts Absolutely. of disparate experiences and, and they all have value. Absolutely, great. And speaking of those, those groups and getting, you know, at least virtual, getting online or getting together and asking each other how they're doing basically and, and, and what are their experiences during this pandemic time, it's, you know, 
important than any time ever. And um, um, and then there is also this um, term like post-COVID syndrome. Uh, and um, you being an expert in fatigue and um, a lot of people probably experiencing different types of fatigue at, at this time, especially during working from home or, you know, just uh, all different tensions in this um, tough time. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about um, post-COVID syndrome and what else, what else is it called and what is it exactly? Yes, and I think that you mentioned kind of two things there. So there's COVID fatigue, mm -hmm. which is kind of fatigue that people have being at home from COVID, and that has different issues than post-COVID syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so I'll kind of separate those out and I'll take the COVID fatigue first. So COVID fatigue is pretty much you're at home, you're finding that you're more tired. Sometimes this can be from um, the stress that you're under. So, you know, any sort of stressor, whether it's a mental, emotional, or physical stressor is going to be more challenging on the human organism and it's going to make you more tired. And so, you know, part of this is, and part of a big part of our program is changing your mindset is changing how you look at the world is changing what, what sort of things you're telling yourself on a regular basis. And a lot of times right now where people are at home, they're face to face with some of the things that they find most challenging face to face with their relationship, with their children, with their spouse, with, um, you know, they're not able to go hang out with their friends. They're not able to go blow off some steam at the pub. They're not able to go to work and get away from some of these things. And so that's kind of where some of these challenges that are that are coming in. You know, there's new stressors of, you know, obviously trying to support your kids in homeschool, um, you know, managing different things, you know, losing a job potentially. So uh, a lot of that kind of plays into COVID. There's also some um, environmental issues such as if you have mold in your home and now you're spending all of your time in your home, that can be more of an issue for you and potentially you can be more tired. So in terms of post-COVID syndrome, this is people who get COVID-19, whether a positive test or whether just based on their symptoms and their symptoms go away or they think that they're gone and then they come back a couple of weeks to a week later or sorry, a couple of weeks to a month later um, and then they persist. Now, sometimes they don't go away. So sometimes they just kind of hang on where people get COVID, where maybe they've got a fever and a headache and, you know, loss of smell um, and then some other generalized flu symptoms and they just don't go away and they persist, you know. And so what we're seeing now is unfortunately the, the last study that I saw about 52% of people who have gotten COVID-19 acutely, about 52% are now progressing to post-COVID syndrome. So at this point, you know, we're talking about potentially 10 million people who could end up with post-COVID syndrome. There's a, a number of people who still at about eight months, people who got sick in March and in April, still eight months later have these symptoms where they're really tired, they have headaches, they're getting new symptoms all the time, where oftentimes people will report that initial, the symptoms that they had initially came and went, and now they're getting new symptoms, and that the new symptoms are worse, the old symptoms are better. So it's kind of like this evolution. And, and the thought around it is that the COVID-19 is living in the bloodstream and triggering the immune system, and it's causing the immune system to be hyperactive. So it ends up in this hyperactive state. People are now becoming more sensitive to foods, more sensitive to inhalants, whether it's grasses, weeds, 
animal dander, whatever it is, all of a sudden they're starting to react more. It appears that they're getting a lot of symptoms, much like mast cell activation syndrome or MCAS, MCAS, where the immune system is, is hyperactive in this state. Now, there's some people, and I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm going to try to convey as much information as possible. There are some people who are curious about, well, is there actually live virus in the body all these months later? Well, there was a recent study that showed that 50% of people who had COVID-19, got rid of it, have no symptoms now, still had live virus in their intestines on biopsy. So that's people who are completely asymptomatic. So they don't have any symptoms right now. And so imagine those people who have post-COVID syndrome, it's also called long haulers or long COVID, where they still have symptoms. I am very sure that they have large amounts of live virus that's still in their body. Now that said, this is, you know, why do some people get this post-COVID syndrome or long haulers and other people don't? And so part of that has to do with a lot of these causes that I'm talking about, you know, whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's Epstein-Barr virus, those are one cause out of all of those causes, right? So that cause of COVID-19 is also going to damage the mitochondria. It's going to end up damaging the, um, the adrenal glands and the hormones. It's going to play off of any sort of molds, heavy metals, chemicals, infections, other infections that are also present. So then that's why the picture is getting more and more complex. Um, plus, also, it seems like a lot of people are not really using some natural remedies to actually go after COVID-19. They're using some supportive things, you know, they're antihistamines in order to be able to adjust the immune system, sometimes vitamin D, sometimes zinc and whatnot. But a lot of them are not using actual antivirals, whether it's herbal, whether it's pharmaceutical, in order to get after the virus. But then keeping in context that it, it is just one of these multitude of causes that have to be addressed. Great, great. Uh, you you laid it out really in a good way, so people know exactly what's going on before, you know, during COVID and some of the stressors that exacerbates, you know, this the uh, this problem, and then after COVID, what are some of the you know signs and symptoms, and what are some of the causes? And as you said, there's a lot. Like we are already a year into this uh, pandemic. And there's still a lot unknown about it and the research and studies still going on. And um, that story, that, that uh, research was very interesting to find out, you know, about <clears throat> post-COVID syndrome that you mentioned about. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that there, there will be, um, you know, a lot of these research and, and of course, a lot of efforts that frontliners are, you know, working tirelessly tirelessly across the nation and across the world will definitely help. And um, now luckily that we have the vaccine and as soon as the vaccine is distributed, you know, for people, hopefully things will get better and I'm hopeful that it will get better. And um, <clears throat> again, as you said, the, the fatigue or, or the post COVID syndrome is something that would be a challenging um, uh, time for, for, healthcare providers, as well as for people who've been through these um, challenges. Right. And um, hopefully it's not gonna be that of a, a big concern, but um, we have to be cautious and, and know more about it so that we can you know, find solutions for it. 
And yeah, and I think that, you know, I mean, one positive coming out of this is that a lot of people who have chronic fatigue or myalgic encephalitis, as it's known in Europe, mm -hmm. are going to, there's going to be, you know, the, if there's going to be this spotlight that's now shown more on this post-COVID syndrome, and I think we're going to learn a lot that's going to end up helping those other folks. Great, great. So <clears throat> speaking of the treatment, and we talked about the causes, we talked about the treatment, and um, you have your program, you're helping, you know, your clients. And um, do you think that you can help any, everyone with fatigue? Or is there like times that you would say, well, I cannot help this situation? Or is there a time like someone you cannot help with fatigue? Yeah, anybody who tells you that they can help everybody with fatigue is selling you a bridge. Right. You know, it's just not realistic. And, and some of that has to do with the fact that there are some causes that we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but what I have found is that I've never met anybody who has found all of their causes, fixed them and still had fatigue. So it's really, a, you know, as a simplistic model, it's a two step process. You find the problem that you have or the problems that you have and then you fix them, right? So whether it's a human resource issue at work, whether it's your car that needs to be fixed, you know, if you find that the problem with your car is your carburetor, but you end up fixing your tailpipe, like you're, you're not going to have success, right? So much like the human body, we wanna find those causes. So most of the time that I see people when they are not better is just because they haven't found those causes. You know, they haven't found whether or not they have heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, allergies, negative emotional patterns, or if they found it, they haven't worked on it. So, you know, you know, when we're looking at all of these causes that I'm that I'm looking at, we're looking at 90 to 95% of all of the known causes. I'm sure there are some causes out there that we don't know about that we'll continue to learn more about. But it's really about shining a light on those and proceeding through a process to fix each one of those. And the the likelihood for success is going to be much higher when you do that. Okay, great. Um, well, thank you so much, um, Dr. Evan. It, this show was really interesting um, to myself, and I'm pretty sure that it's been <laughs> interesting uh, for all the listeners who are listening and will be also listening to the recorded one on podcast. Um, the um, last question is uh, now, how can people find you and um, more and know more about your work? Could you please just tell us more about your um, your work and how they can find you? Yes, thank you for asking. So they can find me at fixyourfatigue.com. So that's F-I-X-Y-O-U-R-F-A-T-I-G-U-E.com. There's a bunch of educational information on there. I have a podcast. I have a free Facebook group that you can jump into. There's masterclass training. There's a free mini course on my website. So jump in there, get educated. And if you're interested in having some help on this journey, then reach out to us and schedule a call. We'll be happy to help you. Great. Thank you for mentioning that. And, um, and I'm pretty sure it's easy for people to remember fixyourfatigue.com. And um, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people will be benefiting from your hard work there. And thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And dear audience, please stay tuned for more amazing shows like this with Dr. E podcast. Thank you all and have a great day and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too, Dr. Ifen. You too.